0: Today, Sayers, there's no wine. There's no wine. There's no whiskey. There's just a heavy heart. I have a heavy heart because had a conversation with someone early in this week. I went to a networking event, Happy Hour, and I engaged in a conversation with a woman that was very interesting. Everything was going great. We were talking about careers, goals, things that we have going and accomplishing. We got towards family and children. She dropped a unpleasant nugget on me that did not sit well with me it didn't sit well with me and then to think that today is national coming out day i felt the need to express or rather repeat this conversation so she begins to tell me about her children and what they got going on. She has small children, but she stated that she thought her daughter was a lesbian. And I said, okay, what's wrong with that? She said, well, the last thing I need is for my social groups to think that my daughter's a lesbian And I can't bring her to other events with their daughters. And now the attention or the attention is taken off of the topic of what we're there for, worrying about what my daughter is doing with their daughters. I said, so it sounds like you're uncomfortable and you're more focused on what everybody else is thinking your daughter has enough on her mind as it is than to worry about now I have to carry myself a certain way around my mom's friends because I don't want to embarrass my mom. Parents who are not a part of the LGBTQ community and parents who don't have children of the community or you're not sure if your children are in the community. I want to say this for you just as pleasantly as I could possibly. Get over your fucking self. As a child coming out, it is the most hardest thing ever to do. You don't want to tell No one. Because you don't even understand what's going on with yourself. I'm not talking about grown adults. First of all, there's a difference between men and women. Men as adults don't try it. It's always been there. They just covered it up for a long time and they dibble and dab when they choose to. Those are down low brothers. They knew it when they were younger. They just had a better way of masking it if they're not bottoms per se, but it's always been there. They just choose when to let that part out of them. But quite frankly, it's harder for men than it is for women. Stop basing what your child is going through and thinking it's about you. The idea of not knowing what's going on with yourself according to What is drawn in front of you as reality? Shit, you lie to yourself all day long. Why the hell do your lies that you lie to yourself about have to be a part of your child's life? I can tell you firsthand, myself, I didn't come out until I moved out on my own. My family had rumors about it. They suspected it, but nobody said it to me, to myself. I heard a few rumors after the fact that, oh, I'm the stuck-up dyke. I could give a negative 3,000 fucks. But coming out as a child is so scary because you're so worried about what your parents will do. The idea that a parent can actually part their lips to say, not my child. It better not be my child. How dare you? You were given the gift to even give birth and have a child. There are people who are fighting and crying and spending money that beyond what they have probably in debt to have a child, you have one and you're upset because they're not the perfect image of what you think is perfect or what you want them to be or because they're not living out what you didn't do. It's so insulting and so belittling to a child to already have to understand themselves to then go into the mindset of, I'm afraid to tell my parents because they already talk about gay people in the house. They already talk about how, what queers look like and what they do and talk about lesbians and talk about people this way and that way. You taught your children this hatred in the house and now they're fighting against themselves because now they see that, wait, this, I think this is a part of me. And if you're talking about that to strangers outside of the house, who knows what you're going to say about me inside of the house. I'm sitting here and I'm baffled at the pure ignorance of people to think that the suicide rate of children in the LGBT community is even more higher than the average bullied child. The idea that I'm reading a story about a nine-year-old that can grasp enough to say, Mom, this is me. And to go to school and not want to be along with his friends that are probably pants rubbing and kissing and humping at nine years old and say, I don't like that. I don't really want to do that. To say that I I think I like boys. And for another child to have so much hatred in themselves, because that's something that's taught at home, because it's what you hear at home, that you then bring to school and emulate outside. To tell this child to kill himself. A nine-year-old child hung himself because his classmates told him to kill himself because he was gay. Are you kidding me? As adults, we need to sit back and look at ourselves. We can change the way that previous generations were and how things were in our parents' house and in their parents' house. They were so old school and so stuck in their ways to evil and hatred that what they talked about in their homes and then rubbed off on you and then now you rub trying to rub it off on your, to your children... Is just generational hate. At what point do you look at this person that you were blessed to have, that you gave birth to, or you took part in giving life to, to say, you are mine. I loved you yesterday, but because today you told me that you were gay, I don't love you. Shame on you. Shame on you. The average teen and young children contemplate more of the idea that they are unworthy and they want to kill themselves when they start to understand their sexuality, not only from the outsiders telling them they're not worthy and they're not accepted, but to come home and to feel the same thing is just a loaded gun. It truly is a loaded gun. You can try to hook school and avoid the bullies, even though social media is cruel and it's still there, too. It's everywhere, but to come home, which is supposed to be your safe haven, which is where the place that your parents are supposed to give you this comfort zone, supposed to shower you with love, supposed to make you feel loved, wanted, and appreciated and accepted and should allow you to be different and be yourself, not living their lives through the child, That should be a child's safe haven. Instead, children are afraid to go home. They're afraid to go outside. Then they run away in the street and get involved in a more wider range of scary because they then open themselves to people that will take advantage of them. Yes, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of outlets out there that will accept children who are runaways because their families are assholes and because their schools are full of bullies. And social media is just a hack of a, a virus itself. And there are so many outlets out there in every state, in every community that has open arms for people but guess who else has open arms for your child that you once loved that you now give zero crap about the streets with manipulators. Now your worst nightmare what you assumed of your child that possibility is now open because you couldn't even love the child that you gave birth to. You couldn't even love the child that you were there to conceive. Now you're wondering if, oh man, maybe I should have been in the kid's life more. I should have been a better better father and they wouldn't have been gay. No, that doesn't determine or make that decision. Oh my goodness, I should have been there and talked to her about the birds and the bees. No, you could have talked to her about boys, put her on birth control, talked to her about sex all you wanted. But you've been wasting your money on birth control because it's not quite possible. Find it. Let me know if it happens because I probably should have been pregnant 30 times. But beyond the fact, when you get to the point that you can actually look at your child or sometimes some of you don't even look at them, can yell from another room, can yell over the telephone and tell them, you're not my child. I hate you. I'm going to beat it out of you this can't be you. No, not in my house. It's not accepted. You destroy your child's self-esteem. You destroy your child's emotions. You send them into depression. You heighten their suicide rate. People, we cannot live through our children. We cannot. We had our lives to live. We are still alive. We wake up every day. We still have the possibility to live. Live your life for you. Do not project your life on your child and because your child is not the way that you wanted your child to be feel like oh I was a failure as a parent or no my child is going the wrong way it's because of who they were around now don't get me wrong more so with the girls than it is with the guys they try it and say hmm this is interesting I like it but Those are also the girls who still know that they like guys, too, and they're bisexual. And that's perfectly fine. They like who they like at the end of the day. Anyone can like and love and adore who they want. But because it's different from what you like and what you want does not make it okay for you to belittle your child or belittle or make someone else's child feel uncomfortable. Because no parent, no grandparent, no aunt, uncle, sister, or brother ever wants to walk into a room and see a person that they love dead at the hands of something that you said or didn't say to them that made them feel unloved. How... Do you continue to sleep with yourself and live with yourself and let that eat at you and have a real conscious knowing that because I didn't love her enough, she felt the need to do this to herself? Because I didn't grab my son and give him a hug and let him know that your father is still here. I still love you. I may not be able to relate to you, but I am still here and I still love you. That's what a child needs. They don't need for you to say, I'm going to beat it out of you. They don't need to hear you say, this is not accepted in our family. They don't need you to say, oh, I know that, you know, James, you want to be called Jamea, but do you think that when we go with my church friends that you can just be James today and tone it down a bit? No, because you're asking him to hide who he is. Don't do that. For all that, don't, don't let him come. How about that? But do you make time for your child and spend time with your child and still let your child know that you love them? Or do you still indulge in everything else and avoid the now fact that you know that your child is homosexual? Are you so disappointed that you can't find it in you to accept your child, the one that you claim that you love? Are you that disappointed that you will not spend time with them? That you feel like you have to hide them and keep them a secret? That you're that embarrassed of them? What does that make you look like as a person? I hope that your first answer was an asshole. I hope that your first answer was a monster. I hope that your answer was evil and hatred and ugly because those are the things that you portray from yourself. Not even it just being your child. You go over to your sibling's house and find out that your niece or your nephew is gay. You knew from when your nephew was five, the way that he would twitch and switch. It's not okay to say, sit your little faggy ass down. That is not old fucking K. It's not okay. It's not okay to say to your niece or to say behind your niece's back, sit your dyke ass down. It's not okay. Children still have feelings. And to say that to someone else's child and for that person to hear you say that and that person actually accepts their child, you then form a wedge between you and that person. I accept my child and I accept my child ways, but you coming around me, you don't accept it. Then that means you don't need to come around because my child comes first. My child's feelings come first. I will not see my child hurt him or herself because of the way that somebody else projected the way they view things on my child. No, it's not going to happen. So it's okay and great that you accept your child, but that doesn't make it okay to allow other people to disrespect your child or hide your child. No, this is my child to the day that they die, because this was the blessing that was given to me. I was actually given the privilege to have a child. This is mine. I will never let anyone come in between it. And if you're not that type of parent, if you're not that dedicated of a parent, then you don't deserve to be one. There are too many people out here that are dying to have children. They're so stern and they want to have children so bad that they don't care if the child is disabled or mentally challenged or gay or lesbian or whatever. They want the ability to give love. And giving love to a child after giving love to yourself is the strongest love that you can give. How could you make not only your own child, but anybody's child feel anything but that? How could you be that much of a jerk to think that it's okay to tell someone to kill themselves? Who made you the devil's advocate to say, oh, yeah, the devil's off today, but I'm filling in. Yeah, you can die today. You can die tomorrow. I'll give you till next week. Yeah, you can die. No, who are you? That lets me know that you have an issue within your own self that you need to deal with. Because I tell you right now today. If my child walked in the door and told me that he felt that he liked boys and he liked girls, okay. And I'm still here. Someone walked behind the in the door behind him and said, that's not what you should do. You should, and the sentence is gone because I probably have an assault charge because you're not gonna disrespect my child. I'm not saying that it it has to end in violence, but at some point you have to put your foot down and stand up for what's right. Not just in the house and closed doors, but why would you allow someone to disrespect a child, your child, or someone because they're different? People claim that they're keeping it 100, you know, keeping it real, but yet everybody wants everybody to be the same. Because I don't dance the way you dance, I'm weird. Because I don't read the way you read, I'm weird. Because I don't love the way that you love, I'm weird. No, I will forever love who I want to love. And I will forever accept anyone else who loves whoever they want to love. It's not my place. I do not know what emotions you are going through. Even as a lesbian, I still can't tell the next lesbian how she feels about being one. Stop being so quick to be so judgmental and being hateful and it blows me when people say oh I'm not hateful that's not me I'm I don't don't promote hate at all no but your face expressions your tone and your words do say it just because you say it to somebody else in a different circle doesn't mean that it still doesn't have the same reaction You're out with your friends talking and you're talking about gay people not realizing that two of them have gay children that they don't even tell everybody that their children are gay because they're hiding it in the house. They're laughing and smiling along with you going along with the conversation and letting you be rude and talk about something that you don't know about and yet They have gay children at home. Everything is not about a fight or a battle when you gotta always stand up and march for something every waking moment. But when do you say, I'm not gonna follow the flock and just do what everybody else is doing because everybody else is doing it? When do you say, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this. I can't sit around people who promote hate or talk hatred and think that one, I'ma be blessed behind it when it's not. And two, it's not paying me nothing. There's no way that you can progress yourself and get any better than what you are by being mean, angry, or hateful towards someone else. So today, on National Coming Out Day, for anyone, please, my biggest, biggest thing, please... Embrace your children. Don't have them feeling like they're by themselves and allow them to be in that predicament where they contemplate on killing themselves. Because it could be just you that walks into the room and find their dead body and wonder, what could I have done? Tomorrow's not promised to anyone, but the idea that someone purposely took their life because of hatred or not feeling loved is so sad. So today, Sayers, I know I usually have music playing within my episodes and I'm usually relating to the music with my topics, but... Today, with it being national coming out day, October 11th, I wanna share my favorite poet with you. This poem speaks volume, and it really hits home. If you don't feel any type of empathy all the words in this poem, I think you should check your pulse. Nonetheless, her name is Andrea Gibson, absolutely phenomenal. And the name of the poem is Letter to White Queers.
1: Another Black man has been murdered in our streets and I am white as a ghost haunting my own grief thinking, who am I to feel grief? Thinking, my God, who am I not to? I'm writing to tell you about 1998, when Matthew Shepard, a young gay man from Laramie, Wyoming, was tied to a fence beat with the end of a pistol till his skull cracked, left for 18 hours in Wyoming's frozen cold, his face entirely covered in blood, except for the places his tears had washed clean. I'm writing to tell you I was in a coffee shop in Seattle holding my love's hand when I heard the news. The grief tsunamied from my eyes immediately down to my knees. I could feel them buckle, each one of them like a Bible belt, snapping around the neck of an 18-hour scream. On the street outside the coffee shop, I could feel my last bit of unburied faith reach for the shovel in the dugout grave of my chest. I could feel my own mother kissing Matthew's forehead in a hospital where she knew even the doctor's God was rooting for a flat line. For weeks, I couldn't look at anyone I loved, anyone I loved without imagining hate crushing their spines into a powder that would be snorted at a party after a football game. Four months prior, James Bird Jr. A black man from Jasper, Texas, had been chained to the back of a truck, dragged for three miles along the concrete, conscious the entire time till his head was severed, and his remains were found in 81 separate places along the side of the road. I'm writing to tell you that I do not remember where I was or how I felt when I heard that news. For a lot of our community, 1998 was the year only Matthew Shepard died. I'm writing to tell you, I've been spending a lot of time thinking, who are my people? What determines whose death will storm my chest, will flood my eyes, will make me want to burn down a city and pray with every ounce of my winded grace that more than the smoke will rise. Last year, an older gay man in my neighborhood shot himself in his head in his own bed. After his family refused to attend his funeral, refused to collect his belongings, the mattress was hosed off, tossed in the backyard, and his house was foreclosed. I heard a rumor that the house was going to sell for an incredible deal. I immediately imagined flocks of straight people going on and on about how his grave would look fabulous with a granite countertop. I kept picturing a holiday party they would throw in the bargain of his unlivable pain, his life nothing but a stain to them, nothing but something to scrub out of the rug in the new nursery. I'd walked by his house for weeks imagining an SUV full of soccer cleats running back and forth over his ghost in the driveway. I'd been up all night picturing what I would say to whatever thief would have the audacity to rip up his garden and plant Bermuda grass when I finally said to my friend, you know, I've been writing for 16 years and the word gentrification has never made it into a single one of my poems. Who are my people? Where is my rage when they're stealing brown and black people's homes? Last week, someone posted a comment on my Facebook page that said, you're the kind of bitch it would be a pleasure to hang. And that was tucked in between thousands of other comments equally as fucked. Some of them like yours from people in the queer community who furiously disagreed with a post I wrote about Mike Brown being murdered by a white supremacist system designed to murder the hearts, bodies and spirits of people of color. Something difficult to stomach in this life is the fact that we might all learn and grow at a pace that will hurt people, but I'm writing to tell you, I'm furious with my own pace, furious that I could be holding the candlestick of a microphone for this many years and have it burn this far down without shining a hell of a lot more light on the truth of what I know white is. You wanna know what white is? white is having somebody tell you you'd be a pleasure to hang having a whole lot of people agree and not even thinking to lock your door that night white is knowing if somebody is going to be hung you are not the one White is having all of eric garner's air in our lungs tonight no matter how queer we are no matter how anything we are if we are white we have eric garner's air in our lungs tonight and that means our breath is not ours to hold that means our exhale is owed is owed to mercy to the riot of our unowned hearts to the promise that who we weep and fight and tear down the sun for will not only be our own faces in the mirror to the knowing that we can never, ever be married to apathy without wearing the rings of the fucking poplar tree when our country is still lynching and still calling the hung body shade, when our country is right now rolling a red carpet from the blood that pours and people are dying, dying for us to notice our footsteps are red. Our silence is not a plastic gun, it is fully loaded, it is lethal. Aim. It is 1998, and James Byrd Jr. is not yet dead. He is walking from a party towards his house on the other side of town, and you and I are somewhere, we are somewhere, pouring what we will pour into the cups of our hearts, spilling what we will spill into the screamed open earth.
0: Okay, Sayers, that's it for me today. I'm going to start while I'm ahead because I'm a bit upset. <laughs> the topic is very, very heavy for me, and the idea of children humming themselves just really tears at my heart. If you or anyone you know is contemplating suicide or is thinking about it, there's always someone to talk to. There's always help out there. The suicide hotline is 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. Allow someone to get the help that they need. Don't be an added trigger to what they're already going through. If you have a similar situation or you know someone who's going through this, hit us up here at MyTalkingHeart2017 at gmail.com. Again, MyTalkingHeart2017 at gmail.com, or shoot us a call or a text at 346-306-1010. As always, Sayers, you know me, talking from my heart. (laughs) But whatever you do, guys, just say it. you know